0: welcome back to the neuroscience meets social and emotional learning podcast for episode number 150 with scott flansberg who reaches philbin called the human calculator because he can mentally count faster than a calculator i'm andrea samadhi author and educator from toronto canada now in arizona and like many of our listeners, have been fascinated with learning and understanding the science behind high performance strategies in our schools, sports, and the workplace with ideas that we can all use, understand, and implement immediately. I do want to thank the listeners who've sent me messages through social media about how you're using these podcast episodes in your personal and professional lives. We're approaching our goal of hitting 200 episodes and 100,000 downloads and couldn't do this without listeners or high-quality guests. So thank you right back. After being introduced to Howard Berg, who holds the Guinness World Record for speed reading, I was introduced to Dave Farrow, a two-time Guinness World Record holder for correctly memorizing and recalling the exact order of 59 decks of shuffle playing cards and I began to see that extraordinary results are possible when regular people like you and me do certain things in a certain way. I look forward to sharing Scott Flansberg's story to see what strategies we can learn and implement to help us to improve our numeracy skills. Yes, he does hold the Guinness World Record for the fastest mental calculation for adding the same number to itself more times in 15 seconds even faster than anyone could do with a calculator i've heard of the importance of developing strong numeracy skills twice already from past guests on episode number 138 professor and canada research chair in developmental cognitive neuroscience and learning dr daniel ansari affirmed that research shows that students with weak numeracy skills are more likely to default on their mortgage payments in the future And on episode number 146 with Dr. Howard Rankin, an expert in psychology and cognitive neuroscience, who spoke on the topic of how not to think, agreed that low numeracy skills are a noticeable problem in the US, and that many people have no idea on the concept of compounding interest. Let's see what we can learn from Scott Flansburg. But first, here's a bit more about him. Since 1990, Scott Flansburg has regularly given lectures and presentations at schools. He's been a presenter at organizations such as NASA, IBM, the Smithsonian Institution, the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics, and the Mental Calculation World Cup. The latter described Flansburg as more of an auditory than a visual mental calculator. One of Flansberg's personal missions is to use education to elevate math confidence and self esteem in adults and children. He says, why has it become so socially acceptable to be bad at math, and reminds us that if you were illiterate, you wouldn't say that on TV. But you can say that you're bad at math, we have to change the attitude. He believes students should become proficient with calculation methods rather than relying on table memorization. Scott is the creator of the Counting Bee, an annual STEM competition open for K-12 students at all public, private, charter, and homeschools. Its inaugural competition was held on November 8th of 2018 in Arizona, where I live, and I wish I had known of Scott back then for I would have been sitting in the front row hoping to learn something. What's really interesting is that Scott discovered his mental calculation ability at the age of nine when his math teacher asked him to add four numbers. He can mentally add, subtract, divide, and multiply numbers with the accuracy of a calculator naturally. In 1990, he started using his abilities in the education and entertainment industry. To date, he's published books like Math Magic and Math Magic for Your Kids. Scott has been featured in popular shows around the world like The Ellen Show, The Oprah Winfrey Show, USA Today, BBC Breakfast, ESPN, The History Channel, and so many more. Let's meet Scott Flansberg. Welcome, Scott. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today to share ways that we can all improve our numeracy skills. This is such an honor for me to have this chance to speak with you today. And when I looked at your website, Scott, it's clear that you've caught the attention of some of the greats who've made their mark in history, like Larry King or Regis Philbin, who nicknamed you the human calculator, or Tony Robbins, Oprah, or the comic book writer, Stan Lee. Welcome.
1: Uh, thank you, Andrea. It's a pleasure, yeah, just, a. Uh... When you're going through those names, it is, it's crazy. You just never know what a day may bring and you do one show and it opens up another door and so on. So I've been doing this for over 30 years. So uh, it's added up nicely.
0: I love it. And and I've got to tell you before I even get to the questions that this has been the first time I've been nervous with an interview in a very long time. And I don't know if it was looking at some of the people you'd worked with or the fact that numeracy is something that I was never strong with growing up and I still have nightmares about missing the math test and fit flunking all and not getting into university and the whole my whole life is ruined so it for for the first time I thought well what can I learn from from this interview so I just wanted to put that up there right before we even get started do you hear that a lot
1: yeah it's 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 become socially accepted to be bad with numbers. Uh, You wouldn't start an interview and say, you know, Scott, I'm illiterate, uh, but I did my best to look at your website. You you wouldn't admit illiteracy, but innumeracy is no big deal. Uh, I go on good morning, whatever country, and those TV hosts will do the same thing and start the interview and say, you know, I'm just no good with numbers. And I think we need to change that. Because numbers are the most powerful language on the planet Earth, and everybody deserves to tune into that language because it's so beneficial and advantageous to know and understand. So I hope we can change
0: that. Yeah, so do I. So do I. When I was going through this, I thought I've got to have a mental adjustment, even as I'm writing the questions. And and I've got to tell you, Scott, when I see talent, it's impossible to look away. So I was blown away with your story of watching you add two digit, a two digit number to itself 36 times in 15 seconds. What got really caught my attention was seeing you on AZ Family TV with that first counting bee helping students with these skills. So what was that like?
1: I love Good Morning Arizona. Scott Passmore and everybody over there has been so generous to me through the years. I've I've lived in Arizona 30 years. So um, you know, the counting bee was a dream come true for me because um the first 10 15 years, I was the human calculator starting back to 1989, 1888. Um, It was all about me. I would go in. It was all about me demonstrating what I could do. Look at me, look at me. And um, a little little girl, third grader in a random school stopped me one day and asked me the perfect question at the end of a show and just stopped me in my tracks of like, you know, this this is going to get old, just me doing what I do. How can I transfer this knowledge? How can I when I leave the room, instead of them going, wow, look at that guy, what he can do instead going, wow, look what I can do. And so that moment changed my life in a way of where I, you know, I became a servant to to my gift and um, just made it so much more fulfilling, uh, you know, and then um, the counting bee is a culmination of that because. It's based off my Guinness World Record. I've been in the Guinness Book for over 20 years as the fastest human calculator, and I have to race an accountant using a 10-key calculator for 15 seconds. So the counting bee is based off of that world record. Each level for each student is 15 seconds. So it's a quick, fun contest to find the fastest human calculators in every age group. And um, in Arizona, when we had the first one, and I just got to sit there and be a judge and watch the students up on stage. Um, And the spotlight wasn't on me. It was on these students. I felt not only relief, but just pure joy in that, you know, legacy, whatever you want to call it. I hope there's counting bees happening in every school and every county and every state and every country around the world every year to help celebrate and promote numeracy. So, yeah, it's uh, the counting bees dream come true for the rest of my life. I'll be doing that.
0: I loved it. And I don't know if you know that I'm in Arizona. I'm in Chandler. Mm And uh, so when I saw the the anchor from 2018, I recognized her. I had to look her up because she's not there anymore, but... Uh, I'll get to some more of my questions on that. But uh, what I love about stories like yours is like you mentioned, there's such a huge need for numeracy skills, not just in the US, but globally. And, you know, I'm aware of the fact that how important it is for me with my mindset, with my two girls watching every move that I make, then modeling how is mom, uh, what's her attitude with math? And especially now with how the pandemic has taken away so much of those cumulative skills that the students should have been getting to. Uh, and then when I watched the winner of the Counting bee, and the anchor asked the mom, where did you learn this from? Was it you? And she said, strongly, definitely not. <laughs> and it was at that moment that I was like, I've definitely said that. It- this is not my talent. Let's wait for daddy who's incredible with numbers. And I saw it in myself and I thought, oh, wow. So why do you think that there's this fear of numbers? And do you think there's such a, a, do you think there's an urgency right now with the pandemic to do something about it?
1: No, nothing's changed there. Uh, We're still gonna teach numbers and math the same way we have been. And I'm not against it. I just think that we're missing something. There's what I call chapter zero. I I believe it's the missing chapter. In arithmetic and if not just children but people all ages would learn this simple chapter zero it would revolu- revolutionize the relationship with numbers and basic arithmetic in everyday life and uh, not to go off on too much of a tangent but here's what concerns me when it comes to how we currently teach children arithmetic is we're dependent mostly upon rote memorization for their basic math facts and math and arithmetic Numbers are the one subject that do not need memorization because it's logical. There's patterns you can understand it. Therefore, you never forget it. But when you memorize something, you can forget it. And the other part about that that scares me is is we expect our children to memorize this huge random set of data. These are all these math facts, but we never have a class that teaches them how to memorize large sets of data. So we're just making them use the wrong skill (laughs) set to do what they shouldn't be doing and not even preparing them for that. So I think it's just a tough situation for the kids right from the get-go.
0: So programs like yours can help make this mental shift that this math zero way of looking at numbers in a different way, because I definitely missed it and i know because i missed it that i'm not teaching it to my kids the only thing i know is to teach the mindset around it that um you know keep trying you don't have it yet what else have i missed about math so seeing the patterns right there okay
1: calculator explains it all okay Yep. This calculator and your mind are not on the same mindset. Your mindset, our mindset publicly, not just in America, but around the world is humans are wired to think about numbers from one through 10. We've all learned to go like this. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10. And that's how our brains are wired. But look what a calculator. There's no 10. It's not one through 10. It's zero through nine. There's only 10 buttons, 10 digits. But there's no 10. It's zero. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. And when you turn on a calculator, it always starts at zero. The only reason a calculator works is because it starts at zero. So if we want to turn on the calculator in our minds, then we need to count zero. And watch what happens when you count zero. Same 10 fingers, 10 digits. Zero. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. It's really zero through nine. And when I ask students to count, they don't count zero. They always start at one. And zero is the most important number because that's what a calculator starts at. So during this interview, I'm going to share with you the secret to numbers and show you how every number in the universe higher than nine has a simple pattern in it that makes it add back down to nine. Are you ready? Can I give it a try? No yeah. pressure on you. Just yes. hope your audience gets it. But yes. for, for people in the audience, if they want to write down the number 11, it's always the first number I use with students. We all know if you write down 11, you just wrote down one, one. It's two digits though. It's not zero. It's not one. It's not two. It's not all the way up to nine. It's a number that requires two digits. 11 is a one, one. See what I mean? There's a difference between digit and number. So now look at that number 11. The next step after you've written it down is to add up all the digits in that number. So there's a one and a one. So we're going to add them together. One plus one is two. Write that total two underneath the 11. And now we subtract 11 minus two is nine. Every number in the universe does this. If you just write down any number, add up the digits and put that total underneath and then subtract, your answer will always be a nine or a number that adds up to nine. So let's try the number 12. Mm -hmm. If you write down one, two, the next step is to add all those together. One plus two adds up to three. Put the three underneath the 12 and subtract. 12 minus three is nine. So Andrea, pick any random two-digit number and say it out loud, and I'll do it for you. 22. 22, two plus two is four, 22 minus four, is 18 and that answer one eight adds up to nine. So I challenge all of you, next time you see you're driving down the road and your kids are in the car and you see a number on the speed limit sign that says 55, your students, especially nine years old and older, should be able to do this. They should be able to see the number 55 and say to you five plus five is 10. 55 minus 10 is 45. And that answer four plus five adds up to nine. This is a simple mental exercise that will introduce children to all their basic math facts, as well as teaching them how to add and subtract at the same time.
0: That is brilliant.
1: Thank you. And Andrea, just because you're in Arizona, I got to share this with you. I discovered that on 9, 9 September 9th, 1999 at nine in the morning on the 18th hole, one, eight adds up to nine. And I was with Alice Cooper, your Arizona hero, superstar, and he wrote a song called 18 and asked me about that song. Why does 18 add up to nine? And on that day is when I discovered this pattern that everything goes back to nine.
0: Wow. I wasn't in Arizona. Then I was in Toronto. I came right before September 11th happened. Lucky me.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it was 9999 right before Y2K, but you know, that really freaked me out. And I didn't learn it in school. It hasn't really been taught anywhere. And it's not really discussed. It's not common knowledge. And so I went on a mission to find out why that's the case. And it took me a couple years to figure out, but there's, it's not just a cool trick. There's a purpose for this pattern. So if I were to ask you with your, with your daughters there, um, what's one plus one, they would all say two. But if you ask them to prove it, how would you prove to your daughters that one plus one is two? Not just memorize it. How okay. would you make how would you prove it?
0: I'd probably take like an apple. Like here's one apple, here's another apple. There's two apples.
1: So counting objects, yeah. right? So you want to learn four plus four, you put four here, four there, you add them together, right? Right. Well, that's counting objects. That's not really efficient because when your daughters have to do 26 plus 47, that's a lot of apples to count. Mm-hmm. So other than counting objects, how else could you prove to your daughters or your children that one plus one is two? Now there's no answer. You could plug it into a calculator and if the calculator is wired properly, it'll tell you one plus one is two. You could count some apples for them. Uh, you could memorize one plus one is two. Maybe you could call your old math teacher and say, Hey, is one and one still two But there's no logical check. But now, Andrea, you just learned that all numbers higher than nine have a pattern that make it add down to nine. It's a pattern with a purpose. Watch this. If you look at the number 11 again, the number 11 has a one and a one. It's designed to teach humans one plus one. Now, you've memorized its two. You've counted apples its two. You've done all that stuff. But now you can logically check it. Just plug it in. What's 11? Take away two. And if you get nine, everything is fine. It's a checker for the human brain. So if one of your daughters thinks that one plus one is three, have them start at 11 again, one, one, because we're trying to learn one plus one. Let's say they think it's three. Plug in three. Well, 11 minus three is eight. It's not nine. So that tells them that something is wrong, that one and one is not three. So let's go back to the first example you picked, 22. That number teaches us two plus two. You've memorized its four. You've counted its four. But now you can logically check if it's right. So plug it in. 22. You think it adds up to four. So 22 minus four is 18. One, eight. That answer adds up to nine. So everything is fine.
0: Oh, this is good. I like seeing things in a different way. You know, when you have that aha moment of learning.
1: Well, and just so you know, Andrew, this is my goal is, as the human calculator promoting the counting bee for an annual event in every country every year, um, our goal is to reach every student on the planet earth before they're nine years old. So when they are nine, every number they see that whole year will go back to their age, the number nine. It'll make them feel like every number is their friend, and they'll wake up at 10 being fluent with basic arithmetic. And now, our teachers can teach these students math, mathematics. But right now, by memorizing their math facts, by the time they get to algebra, most of that doesn't work out.
0: Oh, this is so good, so good. So can we go back? So I know you discovered this trick in 99, but let's go back to when you were younger. And I read somewhere that you could tally up a grocery list before the cashier had rung it up. And when did you notice that your brain worked differently from anyone else's?
1: That was when I was nine years old. I was in third grade and uh, um, our teacher was teaching us how to add up a column of numbers where you have to do a carry. And I did it backwards. I went left to right. And that's one of the first chapters in my books and programs is to show people how to add up columns of numbers left to right. And it's just more natural. So uh, let's say you have four numbers and instead of doing the right side and carrying all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have a pen? You want a pencil? You want to write this down? Yeah. I'll give you four yeah. numbers. Watch how easy this is. this is. I'll never forget. I always use the, the example that I was first taught or, you know, it was used on me. And, mm-hmm. uh, just write down this column of numbers. 17, 12, 11, 13. So 17, 12, 11, 13, and then draw a line underneath them like you're going to add them up and then drop your pen or pencil. And I'm going to show you how to do this in your head. I discovered by accident to do this when I was in third grade. I I didn't know what to do. I wasn't paying attention in class. I didn't know you had to start on the right and carry. And I got picked to go up to the board and out of fear or whatever, I just said, okay, well, I learned how to read left to right. So I must have to do my numbers left to right. And so I walked up to the board and started on the left and I went down the columns, keeping a running total in my head. So just for fun, Andrea, just go down the tens first. So 10 plus 10 is 20 plus 10 more is 30. 10 more is 40. You already have an estimate of the answer. It's over 40, but let's keep going. Go up to the top of the next column and you just keep that running total. 40 plus seven is 47 plus two is 49 plus one is 50 and plus three is 53. And there's your answer. You didn't have to carry just add it up. So now you've never seen that before, right?
0: Oh, no, So no.
1: now just for fun, I'm going to give you four more numbers and we'll do it together. Ready? Mm-hmm. 26, 23, 21, 18. 26, 23, 21, 18. And let's just do it out loud going down yep. the counts backwards. So 20 and 20.
0: So 40.
1: Keep going. 20 another more.
0: 20 is 60. 10 more. And then another 10 is 70.
1: And now let's go to the next column. What's 70 plus six?
0: 76, 79, 80, 88.
1: Look at you. (gasps) First time. Wow,
0: that's good.
1: So imagine being a third grader and you learn Mm -hmm. that and you've been sitting there trying to memorize math facts. It really isn't logical to you. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: you see how easy it can be to add left to right. So if all I did was get out to chapter zero, everything going back to nine, and zero through nine and adding left to right. Look at those superpowers. Any number comes back to nine and now you can add up a column of numbers without pencil and paper. you learn estimation and place value because you're working with the most significant numbers first. And not only are those two what might seem as simple skills, um, but more importantly, as you're getting that child off on the right, on the right foot when it comes to numbers and arithmetic versus trying to make them memorize a huge set of data. And if they get it wrong, they're not going to pass to fourth grade or whatever. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to memorize stuff and they're still not doing any math. They're just memorizing stuff and that's a different thing altogether. So that's why I feel like, um, I'm not saying we're teaching it wrong. I just, I think there's a better way.
0: Yeah, there's always another way to look at something. And when you can get someone to look at something a different way, and, and like what you just did with me, I'm sitting here having an aha moment. I can't wait to show this to my kids. They're, they're in their first day of school today. So it's going to be fun to you know, drill them when they get back home with something fun.
1: <laughs> well, and now I appreciate you bringing that up, Andrea, because you know what it is for you as a parent and or a teacher is it's a diagnostic. If you, if you put this in front of your children and show it to them, and then you bring up the number 22, if they can't do two and two is four, it isolates the problem. If they can't do 22 minus four, there's your problem. If they can't recognize that the answer 18 adds up to nine, then there's your problem. But each step individually is very simple. It's choreographing those three simple steps to show that your child can dance with numbers, to to make this work, to make it go back to nine. And so it's an incredibly simple diagnostic tool that will give so much insight to teachers and parents as to where these children have gaps when it comes to their mental math skills.
0: This is good. And what I could see was even like you had said, place value with adding the numbers, um, knowing that the two is a 20, the one is a 10. So this, I can I can definitely see how we're gonna get into their minds with where they are.
1: Three things that happen there. You learn about place value, estimation, and number sense. Cause now you're making the tens add up and the ones add up and then they carry, but they, there's no carry cause it's just adding up. It just allows students to see it. And I'll give you one more example, Andrea. Um, I, you know, if you go to any classroom in the country, there's a number board that goes from one to a hundred. We grew up with it. We've seen them all over the world. Well, that's not good. I have invented a number board, a uh, grid that goes from double zero to 99. Instead of one through a hundred, it's zero to 99. And it reveals hundreds of patterns that nobody would have ever noticed or seen in the one through a hundred grid. And so it's a coloring book. And you give your children 10 crayons for the 10 digits, zero through nine. They pick a color for each digit and they go through this coloring book and there's 10 chapters. And when they get done, they have learned their math facts through color, through patterns, through logic, not just memorization. Mm
0: mm-hmm i can see how this would work now let's just take this to how you took your skills and even knew to try for the guinness world book of records how do you how did you even know that was an option for this talent
1: well there was a lady out of india named shakuntula devi and there's a movie recently made about her she's a human computer and she is mind-boggling, and she was in the Guinness Book of World Records for multiplying two 13-digit numbers together in 25 seconds, which is astounding. And so I knew it was possible, but I got lucky. I did, One of my first television shows was a show I filmed in L.A. called How They Do That, and the, whole, the producer of the show, Eric Schatz, several years later, ended up getting the gig as the executive producer of Guinness World Records on Fox. And we had a friendship and golf and all that. And he goes, hey, what can we do to get you in the Guinness book? And I pointed out to him where I can count by a number as fast as I can talk. And he goes, well, that's it. And he came up with the the 10 key calculator, the 15 seconds and produced that 15 seconds. And we did it in LA in America. And then they uh, did that show in other countries in the world. So I got to fly around and try to break my world record i did i broke it in london on tv over there and then in japan uh, was the last place i broke the record
0: that's a good story yeah just
1: you never know you never i mean i just like you were talking about good morning arizona i've had several epiphanies and amazing highlight moments and you never know what's going to happen from those interviews same thing with eric just a good friend that did a show five years later, he gets this and that happens. So you just never know who you're talking to because you're not talking to them in the now you're talking to them, who they're going to be in the future. And you got to respect that. Most people are going to be incredible and be good humans and be able to contribute, or you be able to contribute to their mission. So yeah, it's wonderful. Everything coming back full circle
0: this is good this is good well uh, like i read somewhere where someone said something about how your brain might be different from other brains and something about how scientists thought that something to do with your brain was displaced upward and significantly expanded did you have a brain scan how would anyone know what's different with your brain
1: yeah it's uh stan lee's superhumans i was uh episode one season one they took me to a neurobiological research center and the doctor wasn't sure what to expect with me. And so I went in and I did the analysis of FMRI. It was pretty cool. And he comes out and he goes, Scott, I don't know what to, th- I don't know what to expect. Maybe your whole brain lights up or maybe just one part. He goes, I just don't know what to expect. I can't wait to see it. He analyzed for a couple hours. He sits me down and he goes, here's what's going on. This is, Right here is area 44, Broman area, where spatial density and um, reasoning happen and things. Anyway, uh, this is where I juggle numbers. And my area 44 is four times the normal size. And so he couldn't figure that out. And I believe it's that I'm developing that muscle that I do numbers in my head all the time. And so maybe that muscle has just been exercised so much because I do all this counting. I'm doing it even when I don't realize I'm counting. And then I did a show called, uh, I'll think of Extraordinary Humans <laughs> and out of uh, UK. And they did the same test. And the guy goes, here's what's happening. And he goes, here's your area 44. And you're tapping into this. He goes, but when you go into number mode, when you start calculating, your brain actually, 13 different parts of my brain, the, they, they run over to area 44 and help out with the computations. And then they go back to their normal thing. And so, you know, we're still trying to figure it out. Um, I bumped my head when I was playing baseball when I was 10 years old too. So did that have something to do with it? I mean, who knows? But uh, the, the bizarre part for me, Andrea, is that, you know, I'm called the human calculator. Regis Philbin gave me that nickname in 1989 or something. And for me in 1999 to discover a pattern in numbers that I believe will make everybody feel like a human calculator is, you know, sort of freaks me out a little bit. So God bless Regis. He just passed away last year. And, uh, you know, at the end of his interview with me, he just goes, you're like, you're like a human calculator. And that's how that started.
0: Wow. Wow, this is this is so insightful for me, especially to gain this insight and make all these connections, especially to see how your brain works and thinking about students brains and maybe how they might be when they're reading certain parts of the brain light up so I just have never thought about area 44 so this will be fun for me to when i'm editing i go and i do look and and try to add some visuals to the research that i put up on the youtube with this well
1: well my goal andrea is i'm hoping that neurobiological research center um will be able one day to use a child a student that is um at an age young enough where they wouldn't hadn't been exposed to this mathematical information yet Mm -hmm. And I would like to see if they learn that everything goes back to nine as they were learning those patterns. If it wires, if their connections that are, um, you know, synapses are happening um, other than normal. So we still have further to go. But I believe logically this nine pattern is going to really make a difference in math class for students and hopefully parents and teachers. um, If there's a higher way of thinking when it comes to numbers, we'll be able to figure that out with these, with these tests
0: eventually. Definitely, definitely. I've had my brain scanned and, and I showed some areas of weakness with memory recall, but I did some work with Howard Berg and, and I fully believe our bl- brain is plastic and we have the ability to, to still learn and change whatever is happening, which, which is why these interviews are so powerful that anybody can do this.
1: Neuroplasticity and um, Howard Berg's brilliant guy. I went on tour with him over in Europe for a while. Uh, just fun to watch him not only demonstrate but teach. So, yeah, Howard's a great guy.
0: Yeah, this is definitely fun. I'm doing these interviews, it's quite a learning process for me as well. So, you've talked about a lot of your strategies. I'm going to put the link to your website and your programs. Um, throughout the, the interview for anyone to click on but can you talk about some of the courses that you offer I see that there's some for kids or students or professionals what what do you offer on your website just so we can get an idea
1: right well we wanted to make it where students got into a program where they wouldn't see anything that scares them away so the student edition is really just to make sure we keep them in a universe where they're comfortable and we're not stretching the boundaries too much but when it comes to the business person we know that you know people deal with numbers in everyday life with accounting and budgets and all those types of things so we wanted to create a program that just helped people in that situation feel more comfortable with numbers in everyday life Uh, so that's why we separated them out And the the goal of the program is really just to help people feel more comfortable with numbers. A lot of students don't learn any strategies other than the basic ones we teach in school. And I'm not saying they're wrong, but we all don't think the same. And when when you're trying to teach a student something, if you say, hey, here's the way you got to do it, a lot of personalities don't handle that too well. But if you say, here's one way to handle it, here's another way to handle it, which one makes more sense to your brain and the way you see things, and let them pick man, that just, you double in your chances of success and students connecting more dots and going on a higher level. So I'm all about that.
0: Definitely. And I talk about it in the backstory, but what was interesting when I- started to research you was that I started to pull connections between past speakers. So I had on Dr. Daniel Ansari. He's a cognitive neuroscientist out of Canada. And he actually said that there is research that proves that students with weak numeracy skills can be tracked in their future and have a more chance of of defaulting on their mortgage in the future. They're actually proving that these skills are so important and crucial. So I I really want to thank you so much for the work that you're doing to help with this with this problem that even for our future a lot of people don't understand compounding interest. Like you know the compounding of a penny. Uh, it was it came up in another interview I did. You know the people will take the 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 3 million dollars versus, you know, the the compounding of the penny after 30 days, it comes out to be $5 million, but people just don't have this ability. So I just wanna thank you so much for giving us these new ways of looking at numbers to bring confidence to something where many of us have struggled.
1: Well, that's you know that's all we need. Uh, if you wanna learn an instrument, if you wanna learn a language, you just need a gateway. And for me, I really feel like chapter zero And the nine pattern and adding left to right and the matrix zero through 99 are all as simple as it can possibly get and allow these students to bridge that gap from zero to something. But right now, just making them memorize a bunch of stuff, I just don't see how that's going to serve us in the future.
0: You've got it. You've got it. So for anyone who wants to learn more about you, they can click on the link in the show notes and they can find you at human calculator on Twitter. You're on Facebook. I am the human calculator and LinkedIn. Is there any final thoughts for us to kind of wrap this up? What what do you want to leave everybody with?
1: Well, I'd appreciate the opportunity to share about the National Counting Bee. I hope that your audience will help us find the fastest human calculators in each age group across the states and around the country and around the world. Uh, Just help these schools know that it's a free contest. They can register for free and it'll be a virtual event on November 9th, 2021. And then we'll have an annual Counting Bee every year moving forward. that's really that's my mission. Uh, I love doing corporate work. If there's companies out there that are looking for speakers that educate and entertain and have fun, um, you know, maybe I'm the guy for you. Uh, it's I really appreciate the opportunity. I've performed for several Fortune 100 companies, so um, every situation is different, and I learn things as well, and I customize them towards those people. So that would be fun. But just thanks for your time, Andrew, and your enthusiasm. And I know as a mom you could see how much some of these things would benefit not only your kids, but a lot of students. So I appreciate that.
0: Thank you. I want to thank you for your time and for giving me that mental switch that I needed for uh, improved numeracy. Thanks so much.
1: My honor. Thanks again.